Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The match ball. Well, hello there and welcome to the match ball for the Newcastle United away game brought to you by Levi's Solicitors, who will do you 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Hello, I'm Dan Moylan and I'm joined by, well, from Newcastle. There he is uh, on hey. Zoom. It's Michael Normanton. Hello. Hello. And across the room from me, he could be bothered to show up today. Here's Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. It's not quite as exotic as St. James's. Uh, <laughs> how near are you to the stadium? Can you hear Bruce Hoot? Bruce Hoot. <laughs> I'm very near. My, um, my mates, mum um, and dad have very kindly loaned me um, a room in their flat so I can uh, so I can do this rather than having to do it out on the street with all the, with all the rough Geordies. Are they, not trying, bullying me. are they not trying to watch telly while you're wittering away in the spare room? <laughs> Well, probably, yeah. But, um... uh, you just missed it, Moscow, but he was just supping a pint then, which goes to show the level of commitment he's engaged in for uh, for this show. Right, well, um, one all there. Just a quick reminder, by the way, yeah, if you're listening to the audio version of this, have a look on YouTube for the video version. If you're a TSB Plus subscriber, you can go to the watch page on our website and you will find the link for you there if you want to watch us live stream it at full time, which is what we are doing as we speak. It's just after uh, after 10.30. What did you make of that then? What was it like inside the stadium, first of all, then, um, Michael? Incredibly hot. Jesus Christ, getting up those stairs. I swear it was about 40 degrees at the top of those stairs. The the, the cumulative heat of like 3,000 Leeds fans under there, it was it was very hot. Um, it, was, it was quite good. It was a decent atmosphere. Second half, frustration was the main thing. You could tell there was a lot of... Um, Sorry to take his name in vain, Moscow, but there was a lot of fucking Al Roberts and that sort of thing going on. Um, I don't know how it came across on TV. It just it felt like a wasted opportunity. Did that is how I how I view it. I'd say so. I uh, for me, I mean, do you agree, Moscow, that we should have had that game out of sight in the first half, and it could and probably should have been a little bit like when we stuck five past them at Ellen Road before. Well, you wrote down what time I said to you, we've won this, this yes, match. Yes, it was uh, at the 18th minute, Moscow said, we've won this match. I don't know about you, he said, and I don't know if, if I want to jinx it, but we've won this match. That was 18 minutes in. So nobody <laughs> needs to blame Tyler Roberts for anything anymore. It's not Junior Furpo's fault. It wasn't uh, Rafinha to blame for missing. It's not the fact that we don't have any fit players anymore. It's all me. Me, me, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. 18 minutes, I thought we were... Um, yeah, we were going to be fine. We were 1-0 up. They hadn't made a chance. And I would still, despite um, the angst that is kind of is filtering through social media quite strongly, 
I don't think we can have played that badly if we're angry about not being 4-0 up as we should have been by mm. halftime. I think perhaps the fault with it was that it felt a little bit like a basketball match at times, but that is how we play, isn't it? Really, we uh, we concede ground and chances, but we did attack a lot during that game as well. And I do feel like, yeah, particularly after that first, well, before they equalised, we should we should have had that one. I mean, I've written down a litany of chances. I mean, did you get a sense from the from the stadium as well? Did you see the James penalty from? I know you were right in up in the gods, like properly in the gods, weren't you? But um, that was did you get your binoculars on his ankle? I was sort of it was well, it, it was right at the far end, but when it when he was sort of jinking through the left hand side of the box. It looked. I thought it looked like a foul. Was it? I think so. The replays would show it as, as one. Yeah, he he cuts inside and then takes it onto his right foot. Just nicks the ball away before the man gets there, who then stands on his foot. So you know, it's a problem. Did, did Jurgen Klopp say no to it or something? <laughs> he brings his studs down on his ankle, and yeah. I would think that right. would be a, a foul in the penalty area. Mm. Um, so why wasn't it? Did, was there any clues to why it wasn't? It, it, it wasn't even. It didn't even go to VAR as far as I could tell. Um, I don't, or, or did yeah. it? We never heard anything. That's the thing. He's kind of the well, they look at everything, don't they? They yeah. look at everything. Uh, and, a, cur- uh, a curtain of silence around um, Stockley Park this season. Yeah, nothing. Mike Dean was uh, enjoyable. I thought him blocking a Newcastle chance was good. Mm. <laughs> so well, on the edge of the box, where he shoulder badged someone. Yeah, yeah. It did the double pivot. Yeah, it was he was good. playing. He was playing the double pivot with Phillips, and then gave absolutely no um, quarter about when they were all. Why didn't you get out? He didn't even try to get out of the way, which was great. And no. then all the Newcastle players were complaining about it. He just, well, you know, I'm just, it's your problem. Well, you could sort of lip read him and he was saying, well, I said, sorry, what more do you want? Blood kind of thing. That was the that was the general vibe. But there is a lot of negativity on social media. I don't feel that negative about that tonight. I feel like, yes, we should have won. There is a, a creeping dread, I think, starting to infiltrate the fan base because we still haven't won this season. And I think we can't go too long now without winning because... Ellen Road will become a fucking hateful place if we do not win soon. I mean, if we get trounced against West Ham, it's going to get very difficult. I think it'll it'll turn quickly. But the, the thing is as well, I think because it highlighted all the, the shortcomings that we know about tonight, it's just a sense of frustration that mm. certain things haven't been addressed. I mean, like Tyler Roberts, as we say, Tyler Roberts, he's, he's the lightning rod for this. And there's no two ways about it. His, his distribution was woeful. But then he also came on and did some... Fairly decent work, didn't it? But he was, to, to deal with Tyler Rose okay. very quickly, he was on the ball and therefore his um, ability on the ball and what he does with it then comes into question. You wonder about Rodrigo had a brilliant first half. I thought it was brilliant, but then hardly did anything in the second half. So you're looking at, you always notice a player who's making mistakes because they're trying to make things happen. If you're not noticing a player not doing anything, then the question is, where have they gone? And really, you know, Tyler Roberts, we know exactly what Tyler Roberts is, what he does. Um, it wouldn't have mattered if we were 4-0 up by halftime, as we should have been. Mm. Or even 2-0 up by, and I, I, again, when you talk about sort of favourite another Rafinha scored the first goal, and then Junior Firpo took all the heat for smashing that ball off the bar. But if Rafinha had just shot first time when Firpo had made the chance for him and put it on an absolute plate for him to make it 2-1, then the whole game is completely different and we're back in control. But why Rafinha, who has all the quality that Tyler Roberts does not have, couldn't just put that into the net? Mm. That is a, a bigger question for me. Um, or a bigger, not a bigger question, because I guess Rafinha's quality is not really in doubt. It's a bigger moment for me than anything that then mm. happened in the second half. Mm. The second half just became turgid and um, we ran out of ideas and we ran out of momentum and a lot of the spark that I thought 
the first half an hour in particular was really characterised. I love that Matthias Click came back into the team and the first thing he did within two minutes is he's doing a backheel volley in Newcastle's penalty area. And at that point, like, leads are back. We're looking wonderful. Mm. And there was a lot of that through the first half and then it all just kind of dissipated, which happens when you start taking Rafinha off with a poorly hip and you start taking Daniel James off on his exciting debut. You start bringing people off the bench. Um, it, it, and then Aylin gets injured. It all kind of fell away brick by brick in the second half. And that, I think that's the source of the frustration now talking about, you know, the, the things we already know. The, the, the squad is looking threadbare for me, uh, already, which we know about. So, you know, maybe would have, we would have defended in a slightly more composed manner. Or maybe not because it was Cooper, wasn't it, against St. Maximum? But, um, you know, that if, was terrifying yeah. every time that, that it, occurred. But if we, if we, like, if we'd oh, had Urente, Maybe alongside him rather than Ailing, and we'd have had Ailing at right back or whatever. Maybe we would just have retained a little bit more shape. And you, can, I know you can't legislate for three of your your main defenders being out, but you can legislate for not having enough options elsewhere on the pitch. And I think that's really somewhere that what's at the root of this is that the creeping sense of frustration is they've not done enough in the transfer market, and that will always appear to be the case until we win and the form turns around. Unfortunately. I guess, the, but I would wonder which midfielder would we have signed in summer that solves three centre backs being injured. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's it's a cumulative thing. I've spoken in recent weeks about like marginal differences adding up to gulfs in class, and it was seen tonight. Like if Bamford, when he goes through and gets that chance, he should score that chance. Mm-hmm. But it was a poor finish. Well, that's it, nothing to do with injuries. On, that's nothing no, to do with squad depth. Honest, that's a you. you an England striker but, missing a chance. But it is squad depth because you can't then take Bamford off and put Rodrigo on because Rodrigo's already on because you're playing him in midfield because we don't have another midfield. And I just think it's a, just a, an accumulation of these minor, you know, shortcomings that then add up to a lack of options that mean you don't have your, pro- you can't have your game changers change the game because you don't have them. They're, they're all basically in there or injured. I don't know. Um, what, uh, on game, I mean, on St. Maximum, I mean, He's so good compared to everyone else on their team. Like they're an, they are an absolute one-man team. If he doesn't have the ball, they look so shit. And then he gets the ball, and in the stadium, I don't know if you pick up on TV. Yeah, yeah, he you can hear ball, it. And you in, can hear and it. And in the stadium, everyone goes, "Oh, something's going to happen." And it, and it pretty much always does. Actually, everyone else looks completely clueless in that side. And I think it summed up how bad they were at points. I think it was just after they'd scored, and we from straight from kickoff, we just basically put Rafinha straight through on the right wing. You think there is no organisation here? Like they are, they are a bad, bad side, and we've got to beat them here. Yeah, like I, I can't stress how shit they were, to be honest. Other than other than Saint Maximan, who was really good, and like you, we were carving him, we were carving him open so regularly. It was just really frustrating to not actually win it. And that's where I think it comes down to not taking the chances in the first half, and it is that that is what has happened. Probably is the most yeah. significant thing because we we know. The, a patched up defence when we've got three centre halves out, two injured, one unfairly suspended, is only going to. Um, and, and now Luke Ayling as well. And now Luke Ayling as well. It's only going to last as long as it can last. Um, that's going to, you know, I'm not surprised. These perpetual injuries are catching up with. <laughs> um, and, you know, Stuart Dallas at right back and all that kind of stuff. It's not going to, it can only work as long as it can work. But they, what that really needed then is where we do have, because um, in the attack, you're saying about depth and like we can't take Bamford off none of that's relevant to the first half because we have England international Bamford Spain international Rodrigo Brazil international in waiting uh, Rafinha and um, apologies to Welsh viewers but um, 
I suppose Dan James plays for Wales, but so does Tyler Roberts. Well, there's four. We've paid a lot of money for all of those players, and they're all very good players, and they all had um, a chance each. Rafinha scored the one. Rodrigo helped him um, in the most hilarious Rodrigo <laughs> way ever, in which when... Um, by doing, he did nothing, Moscow. He did nothing yeah, to that ball. Five games from now, when he's not got another goal or an assist, people will be saying he's done nothing this season. But that was a good contribution from him. Um, even in the the chance that then Rafinha at the end um, of the first half should have taken, and then Furpo blasted over the bar. In between those, as Dan James, if his touch had been a little bit better for twenty five million. Then he had the chance to, to score. There were three in there and Furpo took the heat because he was the one who tried to put it into Sunderland, which was you know, <laughs> probably the, the, the funniest of them all. So at least he, he, he did make us laugh. But there's enough going on with quality first team players in the first half being set up for chance after chance. Um, and it's the failure to take one of those chances. We actually scored the most difficult one, Rafinha scoring from the touchline. It's kind of ridiculous in its own way while he had one contact lens in by the sounds of it, which is um, impressive because I now want to see what Rafinha's glasses look like. But anyway, that's a, that's a side <laughs> issue. What did you make of Furpo tonight? Cause in the ground, he was getting a little bit of stick and I actually thought he was better than he has been. He was at least more, he was a lot more involved. Obviously, he did he did smack one over the bar when he should have just scored. But I, I actually was relatively pleased with him tonight. Mm, yeah, I think it was a, another mixed performance. What, what we were saying in the last couple of weeks where you can tell he's not quite up to speed yet. He doesn't quite understand the mm. game plan. I'm, I'm prepared to give him time, of course, because we have to, because we've seen the difference that time makes to every player who who comes in under Bielsa. Uh, he, he certainly needs it. He needs to learn the system because it is a very it's a very complex and precise system. That's what I, I thought. I thought it, get, it sometimes gets pulled out of shape a little bit, like we saw against Liverpool. But he also contributed some good stuff as well. I thought he was he was he was okay. He nearly won it at the end, didn't he? Him and uh, Somerville creating that chance, get to mm. the byline, pull it back for Bamford. Um, and I, I, I need to see a replay of how close it actually got to him, but it felt like a, a good opportunity. There's no middle with Furpo at the moment. He's doing some really good stuff, like setting up the chance. And that's probably the perfect illustration is that break to set up um, Rafinha before half time was done brilliantly. And then when he gets the chance to finish it off himself, balloons it over the bar. I think defensively, I think I was less worried about him. I think I maybe have missed what everybody was annoyed about because I was terrified of. Um, Luke Hayling and Stuart Dallas on the other side when um, whenever Newcastle were attacking down there Ayling would be as the centre-back was trying to point to Stuart Dallas of like you need, there's a runner behind him and Stuart Dallas was just completely oblivious to what Ayling was telling me and I was like that was what was frightening me so I think I may have ignored whatever was happening with Furpo on the other side but then the yellow card that he got is possibly one of the stupidest stupidest bits of football I've ever seen where he gets a, an easy pass from a free kick in our half, tries running forward, gets tackled, chases after them, mm. brings them down and gives away a free kick and is booked for it. Those things, yeah, so he's he's very much in the middle where he's, I think he's, the good stuff is improving. I'm seeing more good stuff from him game by game, but um, there's still this element of just things like that will happen and yeah, you have to throw your hands up and, and say what, what on earth is going on with this crazy man. And the, the other side of that is that the left-hand side tonight was entirely new. Furpo and James uh, haven't played together before to all intents and purposes. Mm. So that's what I mean just about the kind of the, the slightly threadbare um, cobbled together nature of the squad. And what I was I was referring to when I, I meant that, it wasn't like the missed chances in the first half. Of course, they're going to cost you. Just meant the second half, when you're looking to change it, 
Um, you want to have options that are, are going to affect the game, and I don't think they did. You bring Roberts on, Roberts does Roberts things, and he didn't contribute terribly, but then his final ball was abysmal, so that's just what he does. That's the level that he's at. And, mm. you know, Bamford didn't finish the, the golden chance that he had. So it's just, like I say, it's just these marginal things. But, yeah, I do agree. We, we need to get it together pretty soon. But um, in terms of being there tonight, what was it like, like the atmosphere in the ground? You, you got a sense that when we want, went one in front, that that really toxic atmosphere was starting to seep out. And there was a and there was an aborted um, pitch invasion that happened about 18th, was it you? 18th or 19th minute, something like that, just, was after, that? just after Moscow declared that we'd won the game. I completely missed that. It was like it was in the far corner. You you wouldn't have been able to see. It was probably like a different town to where you were. (laughs) It's it's incredibly high up. In some ways, it's a really good view of the pitch. I think it makes it, in some ways, it makes it more frustrating because you can really see where spaces are and you can see where people should be passing. But obviously, it's a hell of a lot more difficult when when you're on the pitch and you can't see the enormous spaces everywhere. Um, It felt... it wasn't very good atmosphere from the home fans. Like maybe it's just because the away end was relatively noisy. But there was a little group of fans over to sort of to my right in the like high up in the Newcastle end, and they they piped up after they'd scored, and it was a little bit surprising to to know there were people there. Um, <laughs> so I saw at some point some people were just unfurling a banner, and a Newcastle defender twatted the ball straight at the banner, which was quite nice as well. That was um, th- that was good. That ruined that protest. I mean, we had some Bates out songs. That was fairly fun in the away end. Uh, Ronaldo Vieira, he's only a teenager, all that sort of stuff. I don't know why that was being sung. It's always, it's um, always a sense that it was, it's, always, it's always an indicator, though, that the game's kind of gone flat, isn't it? That that the quality's fallen out of the game. There was a good Ronaldo song. Shall I repeat it on I, here? I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Levi's solicitors have been in touch. They'd rather you did not sing. I mean, never mind what they say. Okay. Just, just don't. Uh, uh, how did it. No, don't, don't tell us how it's Legion, started. Legion no, no, United no. on a bender, and, <laughs> no, and uh, Cristiano is. Is something he's not that rhymes with it. Getting mentioned here on the podcast. Uh, he's not, and he's not a money lender. Was uh, what was the God? What was the atmosphere like in the away end, Michael? <laughs> Apart good. from that, that I think sense we've of, just heard. Yeah, don't yeah, encourage him down that road. Uh, no, it was good. It, it was good. It was quite lively. Any songs um, rhyming with vile that you want to share with us? <laughs> not on this occasion, though. No. Um, just I think no, there's nothing really at Steve Bruce. A bit of a what a bit of some pro Mike Ashley stuff was fairly predictable, I guess. Um no, Steve Bruce got away with it more or less. I think I think in in not highlighting how bad he is, we're doing we're doing everyone a service, aren't we? So the longer he can stay in that job, the better. They're not happy with him, are they? What about little Jimmy Somerville? Because we saw him, there was a lot of clamour about that. I thought he did fine. Did all right, didn't he? Nothing um Nothing groundbreaking. Didn't win the game, do you? Shit bastards. <laughs> sell him. I think we should sell him. Sell him and um, and, and I'll play. Uh, I'm gonna say we can't we can't get in and play the kids. Can we? Because he's one of them. Get play the other kids, the younger kids. That's what I will say. He's too old. Ignore that gibbering idiot. What did you make of him, Moscow, when he came on? I think it was a while for him to get involved, and I think there was. Um, this is not making a comparison, but I felt like we we relied on Tyler Roberts more, and I guess we were doing that because he's 22, so he's relatively ancient. <laughs> um, but then that move at the end when um, Furpo and him built the, the move down the side, and that started, if I'm remembering correctly, with Furpo right back on the edge of our penalty area in the kind of one 2 I think Dallas was involved. Quite intricate, wasn't it? Though? Yeah, yeah, It was good. It was like exactly what we want, and it was one of those... Um, 
suppose it's a good memory of good leads under Bielsa where they are capable of building something four minutes into stoppage time. Uh, I remember as, those days. That's as good as something that they'd build in the, the 15th minute. Um, flashes of, um, yeah, quality. I, it was interesting that they mentioned, um, Graham Smith said during a, a, a break, he tweeted that Rafinha had gone on the pitch and was starting to give him some coaching. I felt like he, he maybe needed a bit of that because he came on and then there was no sign of him for a good five minutes. And then there was that injury break. And I think Rafinha had a word. Um, and then he started getting more of the ball. He There was one moment of skill that was that made me think, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting there. He's warming up to this now. So I wouldn't um, worry about putting him in again. I would worry about um, the long-term health implications of our other players if it means that Somerville is. But then Somerville is, we've, we have put our faith in him to an extent by letting Pervader go and letting Costa go. There's no doubt that our four wingers now for the season are Jackie and Somerville and Rafinha and Dan James and mix and match those four because they're the four we have. Mm. Pervader. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was... I thought he was perfectly good, I have to say. For someone who's never played before, I thought he came on and did. Uh, he has played. And did fairly. He has, he has played the game. Yeah, he's, he's seen a ball. He's kicked one. <laughs> he's done, yeah, the, football, so you, he's done you, the footballs before, Michael. You you know what I mean. I know what you mean. And yeah, it was like, it just took him uh, um, a while to get going. And it, there's no doubt as well, I think, things like that inevitably take the, the wind out of your sails and inevitably never live up to what you want from them as well. There's not often that Alan Smith comes on and scores with his first touch. There's yeah. always that feeling of um, a really raw, exciting kid comes on and then their first touch isn't amazing. You're like, oh, mm. oh, okay. You, you remember, sorry to mention his name, but like, it, if you remember like early Harry Kewell, there was no real sign that he mm. was that good, was there? In his early, he, he played like George Graham played him at left back because he thought everyone had to play in defence, but he was decent, wasn't he? And you, you saw him and you're like, okay, he looks quite tidy. He, yeah. looks like he knows what he's doing. But he, there was no sign of him being brilliant and until a little bit further down the line. So let's not, um, let's get on Tyler Roberts' back. He's an old man. <laughs> you can tell, can tell you've, you've been on the booze. Sorry. What time did you start drinking, just out of curiosity? Uh, I'm not too bad, to be fair. I've, um, it's been it's been quite slow because I've staying down on the on by, by the river. So I've kind of been gradually working my way to the ground via pubs. So uh, about... It's about half past three, four o'clock or something. No, you've done all right then. But it's a long way. It's a long way and it's a right trek up those bloody stairs. So I feel like I sweated it all out on me getting up there. Where are you going out after this? Don't know. Town. <laughs> Big market. Out. Big market, yeah. Going to um, gonna see what's out there. I mean, I've not punched any horses yet either, so I need to do that. Um, it's, my, uh, it's on my bucket list for the evening. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I think maybe like the the biggest indicator of what that game ended up like is the XG from it, and, and you know we don't want to read too much stock in uh, place too much stock in that, but it looked like one point three four to Newcastle, one point five five to us off shots of seventeen for them and twenty one for us. That's that's a lot of shots and not a lot of return. It felt it should have been about you know ten eight or something like that, given that that basketball yeah. match style first uh, first half. We definitely had more more than that, surely. It felt, like, it felt like we had a lot of decent chances in that game. Yeah, they were decent. They weren't nailed on apart from... Mm. I'm gonna, I'll have to stop going on about the Rafinha one. But um, the the ones that were really good were Rodrigo and Phillips both had shots just like mm. six inches wide that were good efforts. And you can't even... Um, that's one of the things it's difficult to, to find the, the point to criticise about the first half, which is maybe why the concentration's on the defending in the second is it's not like Rodrigo or Phillips with those shots made a mess of him like good efforts really close you, you they did the right things mm. just six inches wide and then um so I don't know how you solve that you just say well next time just I'm, score I'm because Michael isn't here and I can the striking I coach. can take over the striking coach yeah you see six in, you went six inches wide of the post mm-hmm Six inches inside the post, as long as the goalkeeper's not too big. There was just, a, quite a lot of weak kicking today as well. I noticed there were a few that were just a bit meek at the goalkeeper. Rodrigo had one, Click had one. That was the Bamford one in the second half, wasn't it, where he scuffed it? Yeah, thinking, he slipped, didn't he? It looked like his feet uh, both kind of went went from under him at the same time. Did he slip or did he <laughs> scuff it? He didn't look... It wasn't don't good. slip either, that's my other advice. Yeah, because it's easier, to, you can kick the ball harder. If mm. both feet are really well, if you, your standing foot is really secure and keeps you standing upright, mm. that helps you get more power in your kicking foot. He's intruding on your on your. Uh, he's, your, no, your, he's, your he's, he's intruding on your act here, Michael. My manual is in the office. He's just been reading it probably after the game. Um, the, the fact that we've ended up here um, making lame jokes about your coaching manual uh, probably tells you a lot about about how this game finished. So that that first bit was quite blistering, but it did feel like we needed to to get that one one. In the, in the first mm. half. Let's do something positive. Let's talk about Rodrigo because there's been a lot said about him. You know, we spoke mm. on like the Phil Hay show. Um, we'd had an article on our website about him. Where does he go? Phil wrote about him as well on The Athletic. And I thought today he was really good. He did fade, admittedly, mm. yeah. And it was um, when the subs started happening, I was oh, he's staying on, is he? Oh, he's staying on. Well, Rafinha's hips it has gone full yeah. foreshore, hasn't it? So he, there was no choice. You had to take him off. When you see, when you see Tyler Roberts warming up, you assume Rodrigo's coming off, don't you, in fairness? Because that is the that is the sub, but yeah, he was he was much better, and he was. Um, it, it's hard to say because 
I'm going to be unfair on him here, but because Newcastle is shit, it was quite an easy, it was a much easier game for him to get involved in. I feel like when, like, because we just had the beating of them pretty much all over the pitch other than um, Sam Maxman and putting the ball in the net. It was an easier game for him to play in, which is probably a harsh way of saying he was better. Well, he, no, he was. He was He was a lot more involved and it was, and it was good. And I thought Click being in midfield also did help him in fairness because I thought Click was good and he was, he was picking the ball up in, in Matthias Click areas, which I think he was has obviously been missing when it's been Rodrigo and um, and Dallas and Phillips in midfield. So I think the the, notice, so, the difference I noticed was because Newcastle didn't press as high up, like you saw it against Liverpool, where they made us concede possession so mm-hmm. much and make bad choices. But yeah, they let us play out from the back a lot of the time and through midfield. And we started playing through the lines again. And that's how we managed to find loads of space for Rodrigo. He was in acres, wasn't he? In fact, their mm. defending against us reminded me of our defending against Liverpool the other day. Uh, find, pick, you know, picking up those pockets of space and he had the room to manoeuvre. And although I think there is something in um, the utter garbageness of Newcastle at the back, giving Rodrigo so much space, I think there are more teams that will face who are of that kind of level than there are Liverpool. Like Rodrigo's problem, um, certainly against Liverpool, is as all of Leeds' players had the same problem, is you're up against some of the best players in Europe in in that mm. team, and particularly the, the three midfielders, the two defensive ones, and then the actual defenders that they've got. You know, if Virgil van Dijk is on the pitch, you are going to have a hard time attacking and creating. It's easier when it's, you know, whoever plays for Newcastle, whoever those people were that we were watching <laughs> Um, the other lads, the other lads. But there's more of those, and there was kind of the, the things that um, Rodrigo had done against Burnley when there were good moments. They were there, there as well. So there's kind of the signs of when we're playing against standard um, in the division, I think we'll get more like the Rodrigo mm. that we want. Especially he he doesn't need rank awful um, to be good. I think he maybe just needs to play his way back into form. That was kind of the the deep analysis that Rob Conlon put together for um, for our article on the blog about um, Rodrigo was just that maybe he's just playing a bit shit at the moment and he needs to play better. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> and that was almost, that was kind of, that tonight he played a lot better. So it kind of all that, a lot of the, um, I know the second half didn't really reflect it, but suddenly at the end of the first half I was feeling like, and I said it to you while watching the game, this looks more like Leeds United. All the angst, from the game so far where it felt like the entire team needed tearing up and throwing in the bin I was like actually we're fine because look we're battering Newcastle and Rodrigo's Mm. playing well clicks back in we're making chances and everything is good and beautiful it all went um, wrong in the second (laughs) half and and I don't know whether that's down to um, could be down to a few things I have a question for Michael if I'm permitted to ask him it's a little bit awkward because he is the screen with Michael's face on it, like Leslie Grantham leering at me is to my oh, left. other sides. But I, but he's this way <laughs> so he's to there. me. So yeah. I will address Michael, but I'm, I'm looking away from him as I do In this. Fact, I think you need, to, you need to point at his chair, I think, actually. That, that's how it works. Yeah. Michael, I'm addressing the yes. witness. Um, from inside the stadium and from a big tactical view, how was Calvin yeah. Phillips? I thought it was quite good. Um Yes, he was good. Interesting point. Because <laughs> I, I thanks for that Syrian analysis. I was, could, um, uh, I what, what, in, what, in what respect do you mean? Uh, we, um, you know, you know where of, was he playing? We well, you know the edge of our penalty area. Yeah, in front of the two centre backs, where you'd expect mm-hmm. a defensive midfielder to be. 
that's where Newcastle towards the end of the first half kept getting loads of chances. And mm. I, it's difficult to tell from a television screen. I was like, where, where is Phillips? Why, if we know, because Sir Maximan kept sort of beating, um, I know the thing against Cooper was terrifying, but he, it was Dallas and Ailing that he was mm. skinning and then running into the middle and getting to the edge of the D where you think, right, Phillips, take the ball off him, stop this stupidity. And he generally, and he, he didn't pop up and there was, um, at one point as well, he tried, he tried bringing the, the ball out in our penalty area and allowed himself to be tackled in our penalty area, which is most um, stupid. Don't think he should do yeah. that. Um, no. And so it, it gave me that impression of like, I wasn't sure if, um, if Phillips was entirely on it um, as he could have been. And I thought, I thought partly it was playing further forward because they were not really attacking. I feel like he, he moved forward a lot more than you normally would. Whereas in, when we've, we've been getting battered a bit against Liverpool and, it, and, it, and even in the games against Everton and Man United when they were attacking, it, it feels like he was more disciplined in where he was sitting. Whereas it was a bit more gung-ho in this game. Mm. As, as Dan said, I think at the start, it, it felt a bit more like Leeds of last season where everyone was piling forward. It was a bit basketball-y. And it, I guess Cameron Phillips was a part of that. And whether or not that was intentional and we've just said you might as well pile forward because they've got nothing yeah. leave or, Liam or with uh, Liam's got some Maximan it's no problem although to be fair <laughs> there was one really good challenge in the second there was. half yeah yeah there um, was. And, I remember because it it's the only time and <laughs> for all the terror um, there was the two other things that you could rely on is one even when uh, St Maximan there was that one sprint around the, the back of Liam Cooper down the left side and I remember mm saying, you can't just hold your hands up at the end. You can't really criticise Liam Cooper in that situation. He's just not as fast as him. No. Like, yeah. it, and it was painful to watch, but you just had to go, yeah, you, you tried, that's fine. <laughs> at least you didn't uh, ruin yourself in the process. But then you could rely on then, it was um, Joe Linton had that really terrible effort off the back of that. And you think, well, a terrible player. The rest of them are awful. So but you know, it's funny matter. that because my, my Geordie mate who was there as well texted me at half time saying that Joe Linton was uh, their best player. He said he must have bought some new boots or something. He's <laughs> terrible. But apart they were all, from... Honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't praise a single Newcastle player probably other than, um, I guess the defence did all right. They well, gave no, uh, they this... had loads of chances. You'll be interested. Uh, you'll be you'll be interested in this. Uh, Sky. Oh well. Uh, Jamie Carragher gave Sir Maximum Man of the Match. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah, probably. One good dribble. Nah, he was a he was a real problem the whole game. If it, we could have we could have just not bothered if he hadn't been playing for them. It's a little bit <laughs> every, like every, um, no one else. No one else tried to do anything with the ball for him. It yeah. was basically just give it to him and hope something happens. Yes, it's a bit like the Rodrigo. Um, looking good against Newcastle thing is it some maximum looking good against Liam Cooper? Do we mm. have to kind of adjust adjust for quality? But it, I was... it reminded me a little bit more of. Do you remember when the season when McCormack was our only decent player? Mm. It was a bit more like that, and it was like just people just kept giving it to him. So like, please just do something. You you do it because none of us are none of us are really up to it. Well, that's it. Newcastle at the moment feel a lot like Chilino's leads, and so that's mm. probably very apt. Everyone going home booing after a perfectly you know credible one one draw. And um, all the stories about the, the training ground being half derelict and people fighting and in, in like beating up coaches and stuff—it's all very funny. Mm. And um, it, it's, it'll be funnier when we've got a win on the board. They might still be able to sign Ross McCormack. Mm. Um, Have you heard about Derby, by the way, Michael? 
I heard on the way out of the ground, some of the 21 point deductions. They've, um, they've, they've appointed administrators, and it, and it could be it's been reported that it's nine points for the financial, uh, should we say, improprieties and mm. failure to submit accounts and compliance, and then another 12 for admin. So they are potentially <laughs> with potentially holding i'm not seeing I, i'm holding on to this detail but apparently holding three over for next season as well just giving them a three-point yeah. deduction next season just like have that as well and a two-year transfer embargo mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean how I, do you how do you get a two-year transfer how do you how do you feel the team if you can't buy anyone for two years i know they'll, they'll go oh rent free and all that real- there's been a couple of them already because I, I retweeted it just the, the news during the game that they i mean because obviously you're not allowed to tweet anything about anything else Mm. Um, if your team's yeah. playing, but I retweeted it saying, oops. Um, At least we've got a team. And we got the usual rent free nonsense, so just blocked them immediately. I love it. Just no, don't, don't is, respond, that, just block. That is, in fairness, hilarious. So yeah. thank you for Not rent free, just funny. Yeah. Just funny. yeah. Um, let's wrap it up then. Um, and before we do, are you worried? Either of you. Michael, you're the, you're the le- most pessimistic, but you, you've got a neck full of booze on now. So <laughs> I feel less. I feel less worried than I have, actually. I felt like there was there were signs of the old. Leads there tonight, I thought, which I don't, I don't feel like we've really seen. Even though Everton, we were all right for bits of it. The way we started that game and set about them made me think, okay, this is. I recognise this, and this is what happened last season, mm-hmm. and that was fine. Um, so I'm, I'm probably, I'm very frustrated with the result, and mm-hmm. we should definitely have won. But overall, I am happier, mm-hmm. apart from the fact we have no defence. Thank you, Mike. Shame. Thank you. Yeah, very. Thank you. I would we, agree with. Uh, no, I would agree. We, with we did. Uh, we did contemplate. You know, uh, you've got him in. They can't see it on screen at the minute, but we. You know, you've got an empty chair here in the studio. We, mm. we contemplated doing what they do. Who was the guest or the the, the person that was supposed to be on? Was it? It's a politician. We were going to put. They just put a tub of lard there <laughs> instead of him. Was it Roy, Roy Hattersley how, or someone like that? How dare you! Uh, we, we were going to put that in your chair just for shits and giggles, but we didn't have one to hand, and we didn't think you were worth the effort of buying one either. So. Um, no, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting not having you here, and uh, but it's good to get a, a better. It's That's good to, good the to, word you meant. Better. Good, good to get a, a bird's eye view, literally of the uh, of the game. So thanks for hanging around and, and doing your job that you get paid for. So oh, yeah. we we appreciate best, you. We we appreciate you, Michael. Thanks. And uh, Moscow, are you worried? No, I think um, Michael in a rare outbreak of sense probably um, <laughs> reflected how I feel. I saw. It, I can't be annoyed with the first half that we should have won 4-1. Mm-hmm. That's what I want from Leeds, is I want Leeds mm-hmm. to be good enough to be four goals up by half-time. And I I suspect the second half um, sober reflection will bring about um, two main causes. One, Newcastle changed it. They went four at the back instead of three and really went more defensive to get away with a point. And we started to suffer from having a back four of nobody. Mm-hmm. I think that started to become more tiring yeah. because it, mm-hmm. it began for me. I didn't think Ailing and Dallas started well. Um, we did well to keep St. Maximum as quiet as we did. He only had that, that one goal and a couple of other chances. And they were basically all the same. And I think, um, yeah, that kind of having... I think there's maybe a tiring element of having players out of position where there's more there's more thought involved. You're having to think, you're having to do different things. So a lot of the um, the feedback from people at the game with uh, interesting and developed views, of, rather than what we're getting here, is uh, that the players looked absolutely knackered by the end of it because there was a lot of effort put into um, that measly point mm-hmm. this evening. Um, so playing away as way back into it. I don't know what we do without any D 
defenders ever, but hey, everybody wants to see Charlie Creswell, so we might have to. <laughs> We're gonna have to. There's probably an element where I think some optimism, it might not help the Premier League season so much, but Fulham on Tuesday, um, let's hope that we do um, roll some of those dice, get Shackleton in the team, get Creswell, give him a match, Somerville can start, um, Sam Greenwood, give him a game. Just Because if we are getting um, close to needing them, by necessity, then we may as well use Fulham as like a, a dartboard for for yeah. young kids who um, a bit of beta testing. I support giving darts to children. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I was thinking, I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Well, uh, we will wrap it up there. Then, um, cheers for watching. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. You can get the audio version um, as well on all your usual podcast channels. And if you are a TSB Plus subscriber as well, um, have a look for the feedback form on the website. You'll get the um, get the thing emailed out to you. The password, uh, Moscow, will send that to you. It's on. It's always on the website as well. If you go on the menu, there's a, a an item for it. I think it's the top left menu. I've taken it's you off screen, there. Moscow. So you are pointing, but oh, they, they okay. can't. They can't God. see it. So I'm, I'm very Damn very it. sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Cheers for listening and watching uh, this one. We'll catch you in a bit. The match ball. 